Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, Got things in its cup. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be? But Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. You are listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. <laughs> one and only, Steve Harvey. <laughs> Got a radio show. Yeah, man. Got one. Hey, you know, um, I, I thought I think of my life in terms of blessings, you know. I, I take mostly a positive approach and a positive spin to my life. I hardly ever dwell on, uh, you know, the what's well I can't say that I don't think about the what's wrong in it because I have to because I have to address problems as they arise but I try not to let them consume me I let the consumption part be about the blessings the positive things that uh, has occurred in my life the good things that God has done for me the the power that he's uh, displayed in my life the protection he's given me over the years to being tucked under his wings I focus on the things that he promises me. I think of uh, all the goodness that I perceive to come my way. I I think that has a lot to do with me learning more and more about the law of attraction in terms of, you know, what you think and what you put out in the space and what you pray about is what you receive, you know. And so I've become better and better at that. It's not to say that I'm, I'm not human and I don't have moments where I I think a little bit too long about what's going wrong and what enemy is is about to attack and what they're going to do and say and and all of this here. So it's not to say that I'm not concerned about it, but I try to dwell mostly on the positive. And um, one of the things that I learned, you can have an incredible life. All of us, we can have incredible lives if we just let God drive. See, the, the problem that I had years ago 
was I was the driver of my life and I was taking myself in the directions that I thought would be best for me. And I aimed at things that I thought I could accomplish. And I set goals that I saw myself being able to attain. I was driving. When I gave up and I let God drive, I then opened up my mind and my spirit to what God had for me, for what God could see for me, for what God could do in my life, for what God wanted for me. Now, he wanted for me and he wanted of me. See, that's the connection that you got to try to make. Well, not try. That's the connection that you got to make to really get it. Now, listen to me. What I don't want you to do is do like me. Don't be afraid of the what for, of the what he wants you to do part. See, because that ain't going to be nearly as demanding and and as offsetting as you think it's going to be. See, I thought that if I did God's will, that if I let God tell me what to do, that it would cause me to not to be able to do a certain some things I wanted to do. Well, which is true, but the stuff I wanted to do was all detrimental to my well-being and my future and my and my growth and development as a man. I was stopping my own growth as a man because, see, I was doing what I thought I should do as a man. But when you give it over to God, see, God has a much better plan for you than you can ever have for yourself. And God knows a better way, far better than the one you know. I, I want you to believe that, man. You got to understand that part of it. And, and that's the part that I finally got through my head to let God do it his way and to show me a better way and to teach me a better way and expose to me a better way. And when I opened up my mind to what God was talking about, I began to see things totally differently and things started coming to me totally differently. If you've been a friend of mine or a fan of mine over the years, I mean, you've had to see it, the change. You've had to see the difference. I mean, and I and I acknowledge that every chance I get because I promised God I would. And I hope that I'm not falling short in that category. But then again, if I told it all day long what he done for me, I still wouldn't have enough time to really explain thoroughly what he's done for me because it's such a continuous growth in me. But now, that's not to say that I'm finished or I'm done or I'm complete because I'm still short. You can't be him. You can strive for perfection. I hear people saying it all the time. I applaud you for saying you want to be perfect, but you ain't. And you can't. So you quit saying it. You quit saying it to me. Quit saying it to other people. I'm seeking a life of perfection. But it's something that you cannot have because he said you can't do it. But that's what he there for. He there for the moments when you stumble and you fall. And you're going to stumble and fall. So you got to get that part right, man. The stumbling, falling part is coming. But see, you get God in your life and it helps you so that you don't stumble, fall, wallow, roll over, lay there, languish. That's what God is for. So when you stumble and fall, you get back up because you're going to make mistakes. You're going to get it wrong. You're going to come under attack. You're going to be lied about. You are going to be falsely accused. That's going to happen to you the moment you make a decision to do better. The moment you try to be more, the devil got to send his attackers, man, and he controls certain people. He just got people that's on his side 24-7. You know them, too. You, you've all met one or two of them in your life. 
They just busy with the business of nothingness. They just busy about the, about the destruction of others. You said, I know them. You know them. They coming. But here's what you got to hold fast to. They can't take away nothing from you that God gave you. They didn't make you. See, people who claim to have made you, if they so in the make you business, why don't they make they self? Or if they ain't with you no more and they so busy in them, I made you business, why don't they make somebody else? Since, since, since you want to get credit for making somebody, make yourself. If you're responsible for someone else's success, then you should easily be able to take claim and be responsible for your own success. See, be careful of that. And don't, and, and don't, don't change your course because somebody is attacking you with that. I just hope, man, that I'm giving it to God the way I said I would give it to him, that I would unload every chance I got that I was supposed to without being, you know, oh, here he come again. You know, I try not to be that. But, man, I don't know what else to be for the first 12 minutes of my show. What else you want me to say? I got four hours. I can't give God 12, 12 minutes, man. I mean, for real, Steve? Come on, man. I mean, let's look at this right here. If you give an honor to God just 12 minutes out the day, dog, he gave you 24 hours of luxury and life and breath and hope and promise. You ain't got 12 minutes to give him out the day? That don't make no sense. What an exchange. What a wonderful life God has given me in exchange for so small of effort that I put forth. Don't let the effort you got to put forth to God seem so daunting that you don't attempt to do it. Because, man, it seems like a lot. It ain't nothing compared to what he be giving us, for real. So if you want a real life, you want a real shot at what you can be, what you can have, what you can own, what you can become, who you really are, go to God. Let him fix you, man. That's all. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. We are here today to enlighten, to empower, to motivate, and entertain on a daily basis. As tough as these times are, sometimes you got to stop, take a pause, give yourself a mental break, and just laugh a little bit. Welcome to the ride, the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Shirley Strawberry. Good morning, Steve. And Carla for real. Good morning, Steve. What's up, crew? What's happening? There's Junior. Morning, everybody. I found out I ain't even handsome. And oh, nephew what? Tommy. Yes, and here I am. And he he has come to that realization too, Junior. What happened, yeah. Junior? What? Oh no, I just you know just just looked at myself on this Zoom, said, "Damn, you funny looking." Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> oh. man, you just have to be honest. You know, if yeah. you notice, Tommy yeah. don't look at the camera a lot. I, I don't, I don't, I don't need to. But I'm, but if I do, I'm not gonna think I'm funny looking. Though. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I'm funny looking. I'm That's what you're not you gonna do. That's what you're not gonna do. I'm not but just you don't to be funny to looking with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no. you don't. You don't have Listen. to say you're funny looking. I'm looking okay. at you. I've never. Well, I'm gonna say this funny to you looking. and Junior one more time. Okay. I'm not gonna be ugly with y'all, man. Okay, y'all cool, can be ugly by y'all. By y'all okay, <laughs> okay, cool. But will you come to this though? What? Just come to this part. You are strange looking, though. I'm not strange looking. Yeah, man, just a bit strange. Once you get outside your family structure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, let me let me say this. I know you yeah. guys don't normally do this, but what guy is handsome to you guys? Because I'm trying to get some sort of point of that. reference here. I don't know. Mm. 
Because some people think you guys, you, Junior, are handsome. You, Steve, and of course you, Tommy. And, and of, course me. of course yeah. me. Of course me. That's what I'm saying. Of course. But see, he believes it, though. He believes but it. But I'm just trying to figure out. So you guys think, think you're ugly, right? Uh, Except uh, for Tommy. Uh, yeah, or funny know. looking, you said. You. Yeah. So who, in your opinion, uh-uh, is a good looking guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. sure. Oh. It ain't Tommy. We know that one. He quit looking at uh, him. Idris, uh. Denzel. Yes and yes. <laughs> yeah, I never felt that way. I don't uh, feel that way about Denzel. I mean, I love Denzel. Denzel act his ass. Palette. I like what? that. John Legend, Sexiest Man Alive. Who? That we all, we don't know about. We all kind of eyebrows. That's they, not who, true. Who did they poll for that one? Yeah. I, I mean, so. Christy feels that way, and that's perfectly fine. And a lot I of think people. that he's fine winning the award, but just as, you know, a side note, Who's you know, a lot of men thinking if he won, why ain't I win? You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Who's handsome I'm just a lot of men thinking that way. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, Chris now Cuomo. they give it that now, now. Now, let me tell you this here. Who ain't gonna ever win people's sexiest man in America is the Ooh. dude that think he ought to, and that's that damn Tommy. Clearly, yeah, <laughs> I didn't I'll say I needed not. to win. Let me tell you something, Tommy. <laughs> no, but you, you know, you ain't said now, Tommy. You didn't say you should win, <laughs> but you you don't see how you ain't got the call. Yet. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, right. I'm I'm in the runner-ups now. I'm in there right with there. somebody. Boy, please. Yeah. We're moving on. Coming Stop up at thirty. Coming up in 32 minutes after the hour, get ready for Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer in the building right after this. Chief Ugly Officer. That's what <laughs> Sick of this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for Steve's favorite segment, Ask the CLO, Chief Love Officer. And if you want advice from the CLO, please submit your questions to steveharveyfm.com, okay? Now, Steve, this one is from Camille in Laurel, Mississippi. She says, I'm a 39-year-old female, and I've had the same best friend for 20 years. Recently, I made a terrible mistake in judgment and had sex with one of our male friends. I shared all the details with my best friend. The guy has a girlfriend, and we're all friends, so I felt really bad about it. Two days ago, he called me and was angry because his girlfriend found out. I asked my best friend if she told her, and she said that the girlfriend had a right to know. I'm not speaking to my best friend now because her loyalty was with the wrong person. Am I wrong for ending the friendship? Hmm. Well, no, you're not. Thank you. But your loyalty was misplaced also. See, if you all were all in a group and you all were friends and then you slept with one of the girls in your group, man, and then you told your best friend and then she turned around and said, I think the girl had the right to know. That's y'all's little girl code y'all be doing all the time. But so you should have thought about that if the girl was in your group. And then yeah. your girl told, but ain't that what y'all do? You, y'all always say, I would want to know. Mm-hmm. Well, there it is. Right. So you kind of died by your own little theory, I think. Mm-hmm. Ladies, any opinion? Well, I don't think that the best friend should have told. I don't think that. And I agree with you, Steve. I definitely I think, agree with you. I think with the best friend, if the best friend code, I would want to know if my best friend knew. So it, it, it's levels to the code. Is you kind of grouping yeah. it all together? Mm-hmm. I don't know how close 
do you? Yeah, I don't, I don't know the code exactly. <laughs> call nobody. Over. I have to loop it all in. I don't know why she had to run her damn mouth. Yeah. Right. Exactly. The two of them were best friends, and then right. the other ones were friends. But right. she specifically said that one girl who told was her right. best friend. Yeah. Right, well, she told her one. best friend, and then she went over there and told the other girl, because you don't right. know the relationship she had with the other with girl. The other girl, right. the yeah, other girl she might think she's her best friend, too. I just felt she should know. <laughs> Man, Why you saying that? Y'all need to go sit dude. down with that little ignorant-ass yeah. mess. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's from Shawana in Louisville, Kentucky. She says, I am five months pregnant by a lying man. We dated for a year and everything was great until he told me that he was married. When God. I told him mm-hmm. when I told him I was pregnant, he told me he's been married for six years. He also said he's got another baby on the way by a girl named Tanisha. Woo. Uh, he said that uh, he felt better after he came clean about everything, and now we can move on from here. What? Uh, I'm not trying to raise my child in this ghetto mess, but I need help and support. What should I do now? Wow. I mean, what else can you do? You know, you, he, he, you need help with support. He's going to have to pay child support. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you, I don't know if you're going to have an ongoing relationship with him unless you just get okay with being the other woman. Because he been married for six years, and you just found out. But he not only been married, he got another girl pregnant. Yeah, that's crazy. Why are you pregnant? And now y'all don't even know the wife, and the wife don't know about either one of y'all. Huh? She didn't know he was married after five months? Wow. No. And no protection? Woo. A mess. Yeah. That you really can hide is. it for five months. You can hide it from your wife, but your, the girl you're cheating with, too? Okay. Yeah. Mm, y'all have been tricked. By the I don't want to run him off oh, equation yeah. that yeah. a lot of women Gosh. use. Yeah, that's true. And mm-hmm. so you end up going along with a lot of stuff trying to Settle. see where it go. And then you like <clears throat> Carla say you end up settling. Oh, okay. But why aren't you using protection, Steve, still? I don't know why they use protection. Yeah. Five months. Okay. Uh, we're moving on. Uh, why ain't people wearing masks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't think they can get it. So yeah, no. yeah, that that is a general consensus. Um, please get your child support, though, lady. Uh, Henry and wear a, a mask and a condom. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> That's good advice, Tommy. Together, yeah, yeah, together. <laughs> during the during the do, yeah. If I got on a mask and a condom. Um, you're gonna have a hard time pinning this baby on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could be him. I'm just a big hill. All right, Steve. Here's one uh, from Henry. In, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Henry in Fairfax, Virginia says, "Hello, Steve. I guess you can say that I'm an old fool. I'm a single father and a 100% disabled veteran." I've been dating a 39-year-old woman for two years and doing my best to keep her happy. And she has very expensive tastes. I recently found out that she's been cheating on me and going on trips with another man with the money that I give her. I feel hurt and used, and I just want an explanation. I can move on, but I need closure. Should I keep trying to get answers or just let her go? Dog, listen to me. First what of you, all, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, Steve. One second. What did you say, Tommy? I just said thank you for your service. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, he's a disabled but now man. Yeah. Do that. thank you. Okay, yeah. well, you know that ain't Even what I'm finna say. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> let's take into consideration what Tommy just said. Thank you for your service, but, yeah. but here come the joke. <laughs> I don't know how old you are, but your name Henry. You didn't say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hank. Hey. <laughs> Come on. That's just so like your ass was born before 1960. Uh-huh. <laughs> Somewhere before 1970. Uh-huh. So, Henry, now you are 100% disabled then. Mm-hmm. So now she getting all your disability check. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big check. And mm-hmm. she traveling. I'm assuming, Henry, you can't go nowhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go out on the limb. Hey, oh, hey, right hey, now. I'm just, no, 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 Steve, nothing. Fucking you wrote Jesus. in, am I old fool? You're 100% disabled. I'm assuming your ass can't go nowhere. You in your 50s or 60s. Yeah. She 39. Mm-hmm. She spending all your money. She going with somebody that can walk. Jeez. Skip. No, he 100% disabled. What you want me to say? It's just the Thank way you you're service. saying. Well, I'm just trying to tell you. Oh, thank you for your service, sir. (laughs) Coming up next, Tommy's coming up with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann is standing by with today's national news update. And uh, plus the nominations for the BET Awards are out. And Craigslist, get this, guys, Craigslist had an ad, and the ad was seeking minority actors for an event that's going down in Tulsa. Hmm. Uh-uh. Huh. Okay. Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> Imagine that. We'll talk about it all at the top of the hour. But right now, the nephew is here to make us laugh with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Nath? Mona, uh-huh. you need to change your appearance. What? Are you talking to? Yeah, what? Mona, <laughs> you need to change your appearance. That's the title right now. Mona. Sounds normal, but, well, not Sound really. really noticed, not know, really. I'm not going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. We're going to fix it. we going to fix it. Yes, we are. Let's go, cat dog. <laughs> Hello? Hello, I'm trying to reach a uh, Mona, please. This is her. Hi, how you doing? My name is uh, James over with the uh, with the corporation. Uh, I'm with the uh, corporate wardrobe. You've been with the company for about eight years now. Am I, am I correct, Mona? Yes, sir. Okay. You're correct. I, like I said, I'm from uh, corporate wardrobe. Wanted to kind of give you a call. Uh, there's been some conversation about it, but wanted to give you a call about your appearance in the office. Okay. Okay. Now, um, your 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 appearance seems to be pretty much intact as far as your clothing is concerned, so it's nothing, it has nothing to do with that. Okay. Now, first of all, what are my peers have to do with your corporation? Well, what's going on, like I said, you, you've you been with Corp for about, what, eight years now, am I right? Yes, sir, I have. Okay. And, um, but you calling me, telling me something about my appearance. Right, so I right. Need now, to what, know I, what I want to talk to you about is that what 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 some of the uh, uh, workers in the office are having a problem with, and what we want to do is get you an actual doctor's appointment, because uh, we we want to see about helping you get uh, a breast reduction. Oh, what a breast reduction? Okay, now you 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 you. I mean, from from my understanding, that your your breasts are too large. Hold and up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Now, who is this first? Who, who is this again? Who is this again? My name is James. 
Like I said, I'm with Corporate Wardrobe, and I'm, okay. I'm calling you actually pretty much from Human Resources of Corporation. Okay, now if you ain't calling him by something else, certainly what we do here, instead of you calling me, telling me something about giving me a breast reduction, what you need to do is try and dig up some more because what I'm doing up in here, I'm going to wear They was on here, and I'm going to wear them. They came out, I wear them for them. Mona, all we want to do is we want to get you a doctor's appointment so we can help you get your get your breasts reduced so, you know, you, you'll feel a lot more comfortable and the people in the office will be a lot more comfortable, okay? Man, I'm not, you ain't finna do a thing. You ain't finna come in and tell me some about what y'all gonna do to me. What you talking about? I've been with this business for almost eight years and I ain't never had no problem with nobody telling me something about my breasts. So what you need to do is find out who's going around here making these rumors. And first of all, I'm going to dig up, because maybe one of these up in here talking about me and, you know, jealous because I'm on top of my And they jealous of me because I'm on, you know, I'm on mine. And they around here got a problem with my breast. Look, man, my job is to get your breast reduced. I got to get, I got to bring them down. <laughs> my is big, too. Can you reduce that? Excuse me? My is big. Can you reduce that? Ma'am, listen, I got to get your breast down to it. I got to get a down. I gotta bring them down. You ain't gonna do a thing. What you gonna get down is your. That's what you gonna get down. And what Ma'am, you listen. Do is stop worrying about my breath. So you and whoever, whoever calling you or telling you something about what I'm doing at this this, tell them I said to kiss my. So what I need to do, I'm gonna do me. So if they don't like that, then hey, holler at them because I'm gonna find whoever doing it because they jealous. I'm a bad. They don't understand it. And the men's come in. What? Whoop whoop. They come to who? They come to my desk. Ask for who? They asked for me. Mona, Mona, I understand that, but what I'm saying is your breasts are a distraction in the office, and I got to get your breasts brought down. First of all, whoever you are, you might need to come see so you can sit your in the front of my desk and see how it looks. You might want to come back and bring all your crew. I, uh, Mona, I can't, I, I can't, I don't want to come sit at your desk and see your, 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 I got to get you to a doctor and get your breasts reduced. Now, when do you want an appointment? No, I ain't going to see no you're going, going to a doctor, doctor, Mona. You're going, going to a doctor. You bring it over here because I ain't going to no doctor. What you talking about? The doctor, whoever you trying me to go see, I ain't trying to hear. You hear? Please you know, don't Mona, tell me what I'm going to do. Is they said you would act like this, Mona. They said you would react just this way. This is what the people in the office are talking about. I don't give a damn what they... I've been in this company for almost eight years. I ain't never had nobody calling me telling me something about my breast. What you need to do, first of all, you need to come in and see me. Because you might like what you see. Because I'm a big, bad, bold, beautiful woman. You better hear me here. What is your name and what's your, what's your name? Why do you need my name? I need your name because I ain't never had somebody call my damn job and tell me something about my bitch. I need to know your name because I'm going to get some lawyer in this because I don't play this here. I need I don't play that. So whoever you is in your carpet or whoever calls me by my breath, I don't play that. I need your name. I really do. Because if you don't, I'm going to find out who this is. Do you want to know my name? Do you want to know my name? I want to know your damn name. Hell yeah, I want to know your name. What is it? Are you listening? What is it? This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend. You
I listen to this show every morning, and I just can't believe I got got. I got you, baby. She did it. She got me. You know, she got me, but I'm going to catch her lip. I'm going to catch her walking. It's okay. I'm going to get her. Hey, baby. I got one more thing for you, baby. What is? What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Baby, you already know that one and only Steve Harvey morning show. (laughs) Hey, Tommy, guess what? Since Uh, you play on this here phone, uh, I just want to let you know I'm a size 16 with a low cut. Are you still (laughs) here or what? (laughs) Just need you to just bring them breasts down just a little bit. Just a little reduction. Are you insane? (laughs) I think he is. I really think he is. No, Steve, I, I really think he is, Carla. I mean, there, there's some, there's some that's a bit much now. But Come that's on, not for you, for you to judge. Say. Who are you? Tommy. I'm the one Tommy. asking Mona. I, I'm sorry. Uh, what I do, me bro? Me and you. Just listen. Just, just me and just, just between me and you. Okay, go ahead. You think on this show right here uh-uh. that that's an Don't appropriate you even go there. subject? See. Uh-uh. But see, he's trying to have a little joke with it, too. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> where, where he's going with it. Oh. Okay. You yes, thought he this sit would back be in. just fine. Because, see, this hasn't offended Monica at all. <laughs> wow. Careful. Wow. He just dug deeper. But these deeper. other two. Yeah. He just dug deeper. Okay. All right, listen, coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have some entertainment and some national news right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, congratulations to Drake. He is leading the pack of nominations for this year's BET Awards with Megan Thee Stallion and Roddy Ricch. Uh, Drake's six nods consist of Best Male Hip Hop Artist, Video of the Year, and multiple entries in the Best Collab and Viewer's Choice categories. Megan's up for the Best Female Hip Hop Artist, Best Collab, Album of the Year, and Video of the Year. Savage. Yeah, Rich (laughs) is in the running for the Best Male Hip Hop Artist plus Best New Artist. It is BET's 40th birthday. Really? 40th years. 40 years. Okay. I'm I'm in the running for coldest player. (laughs) That's right, and you will win that, yes. The show will air live on BET and BET Her. And check this out, guys. It'll be live on CBS. That's right, CBS for the very first time ever. Ever, okay? It all goes down June 28th. It is hosted by Amanda Seals, okay? Wow. So, congr- yeah, congratulations to her for the hosting gig. And uh, CBS big. Live, that's oh, really CBS? Big. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. That's, that's different, yeah. Yeah, it's major. I mean, mm-hmm. they run all the other awards on CBS, so why and not? They own them, Viacom. Well, it's yeah, Viacom. exactly, it's Viacom, but they haven't been doing it in the past. I, I always thought. In 40 because, years. Yeah. They're going to be on time this time. I tell you that. They gonna, <laughs> you ain't going to go long this time. Mm-mm. Are they going to be meeting in person? 10 o'clock, the news is on. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> What'd you what, say, Junior? I said, are they going to be meeting in person? Are they going to be gathering? Are they gonna be I, think it's, it's, I think it's a lot of virtual stuff. Oh. Virtual. Um, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations. And uh, in other news, a screenshot of an actual Craigslist ad saying, (laughs) this is so crazy, Steve, seeking excited and enthusiastic minority, that's in all caps, actors and actresses to hold signs, that's in quotations, at an event in Tulsa, Oklahoma. 
began to make the rounds on social media. (laughs) It began to make the rounds on social media. Twitter users attempted to make the connection that the ad was hiring minorities to work as President Trump's uh, work at his rally. Well, this is the background. Yeah, which was rescheduled for June 20th. With the hat on. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay. Remember, we would always say he was paid to be there, that one guy. Well, you know something. And then when they found that, they did some research, found out who he was. You Mm -hmm. ain't seen him since. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. You have not seen that guy, son, because he had a background, buddy. Woo! (laughs) Trump and him distanced themselves from him right away. Yeah. But listen to me. You know, look, they strategically placed those people in the camera shots behind Trump every time. They always manage to put three blacks behind him at every (laughs) round. Three. <laughs> and and Steve, they are excited and enthusiastic, which is what the so-called ad called for. And and um, now they're trying to get you to more be chipper. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, because the election is this year, the ad has since been taken down off Craigslist before media outlets could verify if the ad actually was connected to the Trump rally. So Do they want you to sing a hymn too, Shirley? <laughs> oh my gosh! Tommy. Yeah. I'm building you a home. <laughs> you mean a spiritual? On, uh, all right, uh, it is time to get caught up, Steve, on today's headlines. Oh, oh, I thought you said ten. Sorry. Okay, well, go ahead, sing your song, Tommy. <laughs> no, don't sing that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much, Ann. Good morning, everybody. This is Ann Tripp with the news. Yeah, I always give the. Uh, Unhappy stuff, but nevertheless, in Atlanta, authorities have finally released a dash cam video showing the last moments of the life of 27-year-old Rayshard Brooks, shot and killed by a white cop who was trying to arrest him after finding him asleep in his car in a Wendy's parking lot. That's all he had done. As you'll hear, things started out quietly until the officer tried to arrest Brooks, and Brooks ran and took the officer's taser. He had about one and a half drinks, but you don't remember what kind of drinks they were? No, sir. All right. I really don't, Mr. Rock. All right. I think you've had too much to drink to be dry. So put your hands behind your back for me. Here, put your hands behind your back. Hey, hey, stop fighting. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. Stop fighting. You're going to get tased. You're going to get tased. But the head of the Atlanta NAACP points out that not only does the police department call a taser a non-lethal weapon so that um, Mr. Brooks didn't really pose a a, a, a threat, but that Brooks was only being arrested really because he was black. The, The man should have never been placed under arrest. He was not driving. He was not in a public street. He did resist arrest. If it had been a white person in the same position, Uh, They would have just said, hey, you know, get lift and and go home or get somebody to drive you and dismiss it. And to get a DUI, uh, you really have to be caught in the act of driving. Uh, Remember that Dylan Roof, the person who who killed the the nine people in the church in Charleston, when they when the police found him, he said it was hungry. They took him to Burger King to get a get a burger. So there's just a differential how black defenders are treated by white officers. And Officer Garrett Rolfe, who killed Brooks, has now been fired. His partner has been placed on administrative leave. The police commissioners resigned, and angry crowds burned that Wendy's to the ground. 
Police reform, by the way, the scheduled topic on Capitol Hill tomorrow. Senate Republicans are reportedly set to announce legislation focusing on reforming police training and tactics and changing the way police handle misconduct. And South Carolina's Tim Scott, the only black Senate Republican, says he wants to see law enforcement agencies keep track of and report it when uses of force turn deadly or cause a serious injury. Meanwhile, the movement to take down certain statues continues with now a campaign to either change or remove a statue of Lincoln in Boston, which depicts the assassinated president with a slave at his knee. Critics say it looks like it signifies that blacks should know their place. Boston Mayor Marty Walsh says that while he supports removing the statue, he would also like to recommission the sculpture, he says, into one that recognizes equality. Finally, say my name, say my name. yeah, that's Beyonce. She's saying say the name, but not her name, actually. She's really talking about Breonna Taylor's name. She had really wanted to see that name saved and that name said again because she said nobody cares about her, and she's really written the uh, the head of the, uh, the, the uh, excuse me, the governor's office in Kentucky and the attorney general calling for criminal charges to be brought in that case. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, yesterday in Atlanta, protesters now, Mayor Keisha Bottom says, uh, call them demonstrators now, not protesters. That's what someone told her. Uh, protesters, including uh, the Atlanta Hawks head coach Lloyd Pierce, joined the NAACP and marched to address police brutality, the criminal justice system, and voting rights. As we told you, Atlanta Police Chief Erica Shields resigned on Saturday following the deadly shooting of Rayshard Brooks. According to CBS News, Atlanta's Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms has issued an administrative order for an advisory council made up of community members to examine the city's use of force, uh, their policies and procedures. Uh, the autopsy revealed that Rayshard's cause of death was murder with two gunshot wounds to the back. Um, the Brooks family attorney said it didn't have to end this way. Tyler Perry spoke to the family, and he is going to pay for the funeral of Rayshard Brooks and his four kids' college education. Wow. Oh, Tyler right, Perry, Tyler. yeah, come hey, through as usual. He is yeah. a saving grace, yes, man. Yes, he is. The giving. Yes, so giving. The district attorney said felony murder charges are on the table after this um, unreasonable escalation. Let's say ended in murder. Yeah. Let's say the brother or death. Yeah. Grabbed the taser gun. If you got if you get shot in the back, I mean I don't know how the taser gun is a threat to you as the officer. Judging by the way this brother sounded, he was inebriated. Right. Yeah. You mean to tell me that two officers with sticks, mace, cuffs couldn't have tackled him? Well, Steve, there was a scuffle, and uh, they couldn't. They couldn't. No, they were not no. good at this no. at all. They didn't try. Surely, you up on a man that tackled. That's 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 schoolyard full, stuff. Full body you, contact. Well, I did see a legal law enforcement expert on CNN.com. Even if he did, even if Richard did point the taser gun at them and they lost in the scuffle or whatever, they still could have pursued him on foot. On foot, now, yeah. Now, if yeah. that didn't happen, he's at the end of the day, you still had his license plate number, yeah. you still had his driver's, driver's license You got his car. So, so you know, yeah. you know so how to get in touch with him. You, you didn't have to use um, deadly force. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was mm -hmm. nothing that caused for you to shoot this man. Yeah. Nothing. Exactly. He wasn't nothing. armed. Yeah. Right. You have sticks. You have mace. 
You could have maced him. You could have done any number of things mm-hmm. to kill they this man. No, they're they're training. They were not yeah. good at this. They, at they, they are afraid of black men. That's why they. That's one of the reasons they gun them down. Cause they think they gonna get their ass whooped. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's I'm true. telling you, man. That's a big Hands part down. of it. That's yeah. it. Scared you're going to get your ass whooped, so I'll kill him. That way I ain't got to scuffle with him. Whew. All right. Man, it's a damn shame, man. Nobody trying is. to hit his mess no more. 34 minutes after the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. According to TMZ, seeing live footage of the George Floyd arrest alarmed a 911 dispatcher enough that she called a police supervisor to respond to the scene. Take a listen. I didn't know. You can call me a snitch if you want to, but we have the cameras up for 320's call. Oh, did they already put him in the... They must have already started moving him. Um, and 320 over at Cup Foods. Okay. Um, I don't know if they had to use force or not. They got something out of the back of the squad, and all of them sat on this man. So I don't know if they needed you or not, but they haven't said oh. anything to me yet. Yeah, they haven't said anything. This was just a takedown, which doesn't count, but okay. I'll find out. No problem. I, we don't get to ever see it, so when we see it, we're just like, well, uh, well that looks okay. a little different. <laughs> all right, thank all you. Right. Bye. Good. Bye. Well. Okay. Mm-hmm. On here, you can hear the dispatcher openly question if the officers needed to use that kind of force. Also, um, wow, wow, in Atlanta. So if the if the nine one one dispatcher yeah. called the police, if she called, mm-hmm. she is the police. Case. But yeah. they were so casual about it in that call too. Well, okay. well I mean, yeah. I mean, like the man said, hey, look, it's a takedown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how they felt. But and you they know, she chuckled. was. I mean, she was going, look, you can call me a snitch if you want to, but mm-hmm. something ain't right here. I'm yes. calling y'all mm-hmm. because this is on camera and I can see it and this is not and right. And we usually okay. don't see it. You know, and okay. I mean, look, she didn't know the man was right. dying. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and and that's not her job. She's 911 operator. Mm-hmm. So that's not her job. Yeah. It's the police's damn job. Yeah. You could hear the dispatcher openly question if the officers needed to use that kind of force. And uh, that was her take on it. Also in the Richard Brooks case in Atlanta, the 911 call that happened there, that was released. And the Wendy's employee said Richard was intoxicated, but she made it clear that she didn't think he had any weapons. And as we told you yesterday, Richard was cordial and cooperative. Uh, so many people have seen the videotape that's, you know, that's gone viral now. He was careful. He was cordial. He was cooperative. He was careful to do whatever they asked him to do with these two officers and this went on for nearly 30 minutes Steve um, based on officer Brosnan's body cam footage before ex-cop Garrett Rolfe murdered him so I mean again when does it end when does it stop you know it's just like a um, I mean look can I be honest with you I'm sick Mm -hmm. and tired of talking about it or should I say, having to talk about it? Yeah, I'm sick and tired of having to having to go over this over and over again, case after case after case mm-hmm. after case after mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. Shirley, you've been with me on this radio show the longest, Almost 20, twenty years. years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have been dealing with this for twenty years mm-hmm. on radio. Yeah. Now, that's not including. 
before social media and all of this. Right. And folks are just sick and tired of this, man. Yeah. It's, it's just sick and tired of it. And and the and the racism, the systematic racism is so deeply embedded within a lot of people, in a lot of people in the police department, that in the light of all this that's happening, the 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 the, the Aubrey case, the George Floyd case, all the protests, this mm-hmm. guy, Breonna Taylor, this police officer still with yeah. all that hanging out in the air, shoot another black dude in the back. Yeah, We're running away. I, yeah. I... In the back, man. <sighs> yeah. What threat right, is a they... person that's in your back? He can get away. Getting away is not a death. That's not a. Be. No. It, no. It you you not can't be. get killed for running away. Mm-hmm. They're scared, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, man. He wasn't oh, even man. running towards him. Yeah. All right. Um, wow. We're going to flip the script here. And um, wow. Okay. Coming up next, uh, like I said, we're going to switch gears. And uh, the nephew will be here with his prank phone call right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. Subject, he's balling out of control with my money. All right. Mm. Right now, the nephew is here with uh, today's prank phone call. What you got for us, Neff? I got a prank for you, but before I do the prank, I got to say this. It is June 16th, and I got to say happy anniversary to my beautiful wife. Thank you, thank you, thank you for some wonderful years. Jacqueline Patria Miles, I want to say thank you, girl. You're my ride or die, my rock, my reel, all the way to the wheels fall off. Happy we rolling, girl. That's really we nice. rolling, girl. Happy anniversary. Cutest really thing great. on you. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. Well, he's not going to deny that. Yeah, you know he's going to deny that one. Yeah. The only reason them kids is cute. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jackie. That's my girl. What's up, Jackie? Boy, Jackie. Jackie. A.K.A. Lemonade, baby. Mm-hmm. Cause she country like that. Here we go. <laughs> the cake lady. That's the prank I got for you. The cake lady. Let's go. Cake. This is Barbara. Uh, yeah, I need to ask you what what kind of cakes do y'all make at this place? Well, sir, we make all occasion cakes: birthday cakes, anniversary cakes, wedding cakes, pretty much whatever you need. What you looking for? Do y'all be making adult cakes? Yes, sir. A few adult cakes. You know. Um, Bachelorette parties and, uh, you know, weddings. What exactly are you looking for, sir? No, no, no. The problem is is this right here. I ordered a cake from you all on Saturday. Uh-huh. It was supposed to be delivered to my daughter's school on Tuesday. And, you know, she in junior high school, 13 years old. The cake was supposed to have Hannah Montana on it, and it was supposed to say, Happy birthday, Now, the cake get delivered over there. Today, and I can't for the life of me believe that this has happened. We in her classroom, all the classmates is in there, some teachers in there, the principal then came down. We finna have cake and ice cream for the kids. But when they open up the cake, it's a man's private part on the cake. What? Oh, no, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No. We have never made a mistake like that. Y'all made that mistake. Y'all made that mistake. I've been calling this place all damn day. Y'all done made this damn mistake, and somebody gonna pay for this. I got we thirteen. Did not make that mistake. Yeah, I got thirteen-year-old kids. Sir. No, you gonna have to lower it down now, okay? Because we can't get nothing settled if you yelling and I can't hear you, okay? I need to now, lower it down. Your... You should have lowered that private part off that cake. 
That's sir, what you should have done. Sir, what is your name? My name is Trevor. And now where was the cake supposed to be going? Middle school. Middle school. Now where was it delivered, sir? I just don't see that's this it right there. You can't remember. That's how y'all made the damn mistake. Sir, please just answer the question so we can get this settled, sir. No, what is the owner there? Excuse me, I am the owner. My name is Barbara. Now, if you give me the information, I'll try to make this thing right because it couldn't have been my company. Are you absolutely sure, sir? I'm positive. Y'all is the ones that delivered the damn cake. Listen, I got all these 13-year-old kids and they're traumatized, and the, the teachers and the oh, principal oh, okay, okay, are sir. looking at me crazy I, I, because I y'all didn't deliver sir, the wrong I damn understand, cake. Sir, but I need you to calm down just for a minute. Let me ask you this. Wait, wait, wait. I, you want me to calm down? You should have took that private part down I, I off the cake. I can understand. I can understand, but I don't think it was my company, okay, because we've never made a mistake like that. Now, we're very careful with that kind of stuff. Now, sir, hold on one minute. Come here. Do you know anything about a cake delivery, a Hannah Montana cake, going to middle school today? Uh-huh. Yeah, did y'all make any deliveries? Okay, thanks. Sir, I just talked to my driver, and he's been with me about eight years, sir, and we've never had a problem like this. He's never delivered a cake over there, sir. Are you sure it was my company? This damn show this place, lady. It's this place. Your driver lying. Uh, you, know, you know, mistakes can be made, but... I cannot. You can't make no mistake like that when you got a man's private part in a in front of a bunch of thirteen year old kids at a junior high school. I can understand. I would be upset too. I have children too, so I can understand what you're trying to say. But sir, what I'm trying to tell you is, this is not my company you're talking about. We wouldn't have done anything like that. I've been in business for thirteen years. What is your name? My name is Barbara. Okay. So you're the one behind all of this on this damn cake. It's supposed to be Hannah Montana and wind up being a man's private part on the cake. Sir, come on, uh, stop and think about this. You know, you think we would not deliver a cake to, to a about... high school, an adult cake to a school. Now, I, I understand you upset. Listen, I really lady, do understand you understand you what upset. has happened at my daughter's school? I, and I apologize for it, sir, but I don't believe that you ordered the cake from my company, okay? As a matter of fact, we make cakes on Friday, sir. Wasn't no cake delivered today. Sir, it's a Tuesday. Hey, what the hell? I mean, it's a Tuesday. Ain't nobody eating cake on Tuesday? Sir, I have told you. That that couldn't have happened here at my company. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. I'll be happy to make a cake for you, sir, and to send it to your daughter. But, sir, it wasn't my company. I don't want no more damn cakes. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you what I'm finna to do, lady. I'm finna call my lawyer. I'm finna get with the police, and I'm coming over there to shut that down. You won't sell a cupcake when I get through with your. Oh, sir. You know what? Now you done gone too far. Let me tell you something. This is my business that I done worked for 13 years to build. You ain't finna come up in here and do a thing. I'm finna shut that down. You come up I'm here and you find more down. icing up your Your mammy won't even know who you are. You need to get off my phone with this That's some ignorant in the first place, sir. How dare you call me with that And what the is your name? I already told you my name is Trevor. What Trevor? Bring your up here and I got something for you. Bring your and the police. Do you think I'm going to let some little like you come jeopardize my business? I've been in business too long. I know what the I'm doing. Now, I don't know who the you call, but it will show not my company. Do you understand me? I understand everything you're saying, and I understand when I get over there, I'm going to shut it down, me and the police. You won't come out here and get your set down, and you're going to have a daughter crying over your Now, I done told you what my company. Now, get off my phone. Do you hear me? I got one more thing I need you to say to you, lady. It's thing to tell me 
talking about shutting down my company. Yes, I, I got one more thing. I, is you listening to me? I ain't listening. What you got to say to me? This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your girlfriend's. That. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> oh, y'all, shut it. I gotta get off this phone. Oh my God. I'm a killer. I'm a killer. Bye. Hello? Oh my God. Oh my God. Please tell me I'm not on the radio. No. Oh, Jesus. You ain't on the radio now, but you're gonna be on there in the morning. Oh, Lord, no, no. My preacher, everybody else gonna be on it. Oh my God. I'm gonna kill that. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to get me a cake and go to her job and up. Lord, oh, Lord. Y'all going to get somebody up playing like that, you know? She going to have to look out every day. She ain't going to never where it's coming from. I'm going to be like the thief in the night on her. Miss hey, Barbara, I got to ask you one more thing. What is, what is the baddest, I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land? Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> Y'all what? Hey, can you make a, can you make a socket to me cake? Yeah, I can make a socket to your cake, but you better hope it ain't got a gun in it. Y'all don't mess around, get <laughs> around, mess with somebody like that. They business now. <laughs> and there you have it from the nephew. <laughs> you are crazy. That's and what you I know want. I love me some cake. Y'all done she seen some of them crazy it. cakes before. You done mm. seen them before. She was not <laughs> People go all out no. with cakes now, Yeah, man. they do. Sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Did you just say, y'all know I loves me some cake? Yeah, I loves mm-hmm. me some cake. Yeah. You're right. Oh, I English, Were you paying attention grandma? to the prank? <laughs> At all, Shirley? <laughs> That's why I said that. Shirley, I'm just saying, you just, you're oh. frying off stuff now. I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying not to catch this stuff, but I have a trained ear for BS. <laughs> what I meant. I love it so much, and he had to come out with this. Mm, I heard Shirley. Shirley, <laughs> the hole is getting deep. That's why I said, because I love it so much. Hey, Shirley. <laughs> Shirley, you want, one them, you want one of them cakes, Shirley? Shirley, no, we talking about different kind of cake, baby. Cakes. <laughs> yes, like you cake. do. Yes, you right, do. Thank you, you nephew. Uh, coming up next, Strawberry Letter. He's balling out of control with my money. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to Steve Harvey FM and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, Strawberry Letter. Subject, he's bawling out of control with my money. Dear Stephen Shirley, I'm in my early 50s and my husband and I have been married for seven years. Since the beginning of our union, he knows that I'm able to manage all of our household expenses and he has taken advantage of it. I found, I funded a lot of harebrained business schemes he's invested in and lost a lot of money fooling with him. He's had a string of jobs and leadership positions that I've helped him get, but the longest he stayed at one company is two years. His excuse is always 
they got me effed up and they can't talk to me any kind of way. I've encouraged him to get training in insurance sales or real estate, but he says that's not his speed. So instead, he has plenty of time to dress up in his linen outfits, drive the car I pay for, and smoke expensive cigars with his friends and making them think he's on their level. I've heard him brag to them about how he has a strong black woman holding him down. Holding him down. When I look at it, we have nothing in common except our faith, and he's a great listener and outstanding lover. He's thoughtful and always goes out all out for my birthday, our anniversary, and holidays, but he uses my money to do it. I know men marry women, they don't work, and uh, they don't mind taking care of their wife, but should a woman be put in this position with her husband? I want him to be a better provider. I'm all for supporting a black man and letting him find his way, but this is too much. Do you think it's time to give up on him? Wow. Well, I think, you know, that's for you to decide. Only you can decide that for yourself. But I can help you, you know, I can help you in some way with that decision. And my first question is, why is it that he's allowed to do whatever the heck he wants to do while you're working uh, every day to bring home the money that he spends. Uh, He's strong and healthy, I'm assuming. He's not sick, right? You didn't mention any of that. Uh, You didn't mention anything about any physical challenges or mental challenges. You didn't mention uh, having kids that he could be staying home to watch. Uh, No, this, this dude is perfectly fine, according to you, and looks like he's living his best life. Uh, since when is smoking cigars with your friends in linen suits a job? Because that's what it sounds like he's doing for work. And, uh, of course he goes all out on your birthday and your anniversary. He, he's got to keep you happy so you'll keep financing his expensive lifestyle, you see? Uh, yes, he is just keeping... He, he wants you to just keep the checks coming. That That's what that's all about. I know plenty of people who would quit their jobs if they had a cushion like you because, you know, they complain. But they stay in it because, you know, they have to provide for their family. You know, that's what men are taught to do. You're our, you are his safety net. If you stop supplying his habits, he will have to stop and get a job. So let me ask you another question. What are you getting out of this? What, what are you really getting out of this besides great sex, you say, and you guys share the same faith? I mean, do you know that there are men who work <laughs> jobs and have businesses that, that, you know, that can put it down in the bedroom as well. Do, yeah, they, yeah, there are men out there just like that. I think you're stressing yourself out over him. I think he's just spending your heart on money without a care in the world. I think he needs to get a job. He needs to keep the job and take uh, some of this unnecessary pressure off you, provide for you. That's what a caring and loving husband would do. They wouldn't sit back and wait until your payday with their handout. So uh, leaving him at this point would probably be a relief for you, okay? But you make up your own mind. Steve? Let's get on into this trifling ass dude. (laughs) Yes. He balling out of control with my money. Only way a person can do that is you give him access to it. Shirley kind of referred referred to that, but that's what you're doing. A lot of this is your fault. Uh, You know, since the beginning... He always knew you could manage the household expenses, and he took advantage of it. Now, you funded a lot of harebrained business schemes. He'd have lost a lot of money. 
And then you say the longest he ever stayed at one company is two years. His excuse is they got me effed up and they can't talk to me any kind of way. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. That's because he knows he got a safety net. That's all that is. He know he got you that's going to let him come home and sit down whenever he get tired of working. Now, I done told him that he needs to get to training in the insurance sales or real estate, but he say that ain't his speed. Okay, these some old-ass people here. That ain't my speed. Who say that? With his slow, lazy ass, that ain't my speed. What, work ain't your speed? Right, what is your speed, dog? So instead of he has plenty of time to dress up in his linen outfits right there. Mm-hmm. He buying them linen sets. He got them in linen shout sets. He got them in, they call them walkers. We had a dude Walking work with sense. us with specialized denim. He used to cut the sleeves off when he wore them. But they were leisure jackets. Looked like leisure Larry. <laughs> but they linen. <laughs> silky used to make them. <laughs> Not silky. <laughs> yeah, silky cream. You know, you're all aware. Michael Irvin had a whole collection of them. I had a collection of them. They Somerset. That's the other reason you know his ass is old. All right, hang that, hang on there, Steve. Hold that thought. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, he's balling out of control with my money. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject. He's balling out of control with my money. Mm. Lady in her early 50s, her and her husband, you know, seven years. He been doing all types of foolish stuff with the money. She run the money. But uh, he, he just spent it on foolish ideas. And the most longest he ever kept a job was two years. And then he come, he stayed in one company two years. And his excuse is always, they got me effed up. Think they can talk to me any kind of way. And the reason he can do that and say that is because he got a safety net at the home. And the safety net is you, ma'am. So then he says, uh, you know, then you told him he need to get into insurance sales or real estate. He told you that ain't his speed. <laughs> See, work ain't his speed. That's too fast. <laughs> and then just to show you mm-hmm. how work ain't his speed, you said he got plenty of time to dress up in his linen outfits. Those are leisure outfits. Linen is leisure outfits. They are set. See, leisure, leisure go against speed. Uh-huh. So working is that ain't his speed. So instead, he got plenty of time to dress up, linen outfits, drive the car I pay for, and smoke expensive cigars with his friend. Trying to make them think he on their level. Because obviously his friends is balling and he ain't. I've heard him brag to them about how he got a strong black woman holding him down. Listen, everybody needs a strong black woman. I strongly suggest you find one. But the problem, sir, is they would love to refer to you as that also. A woman would love to say, I have a strong black man holding me down. That's right. Hello. I love having a strong black woman holding me down. I got one. But I want her to also know 
that she has a strong black man holding her down. See, and now that, you done got off for that. Because your ass got on them cheap-ass linen suits that want that extra wrinkle. You know, ain't no silk in your linen. You just got pure one-ply linen. You like Scotch toilet tissues, one-ply? They make linen outfits that's one-ply linen. Why are you fixating on his suit, his linen suit? Because I know I can see his cheap ass with that little ragged-ass $29 straw hat and that $8 cigar. Boy, I know know him. Where socks at, huh? You met him before. No, he don't wear no socks. He got a pair of drivers on. She got. He done bought one pair of Louis Vuitton drivers, and he wear them with everything. That brown pair with them gold LVs on it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then she says, when I look at it, we have nothing in common except our faith. How that? I don't know. Lady, a lot of people believe in God. Except our faith, he's a great listener. He got to listen. He finna ask you for money. <laughs> he got to sit up here, all this you talking about. Because when you get, oh, yeah, baby, that's uh-huh. slick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby, I'm feeling you. Hey, look at here, let me ask you something. You know, I was going to open up a, a, a linen store. <laughs> you know what, if you say you linen, know what? I'm going to on Cause it. everybody like my linen outfits here. <laughs> Oh, my ball and so friend. then, and he's an outstanding lover. Okay, so you sprung. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. He outstanding lover. He believe in God. You know, he listen good, and he can, he y'all be in there spanking each other. Okay, good. Now listen to this. He's thoughtful, and he always goes all out on my birthday, our anniversary, and holidays. Who don't? Who don't? That ain't but three times a year. <laughs> Who can't go all out three times a year? Every man that's got a wife try to put a smile on her face on them days right there. Mm-hmm. So, lady, you ain't that ain't nothing. You keep giving him credit where he don't need none. But he uses my money to do it. Uh-oh. Well, there you go. So, of course he's going all out. <laughs> I know men marry women that don't work, and they don't mind taking care of their wife. But should a woman be put in a position with her husband? Obviously, you're feeling some kind of way about this because you don't wrote this letter. I want him to be a better provider. I told you that at the top. That's every woman wants to be able to lean on a man. I'm all for supporting a black man and letting him find his way. He's 50. What? He, he still lost? <laughs> Listen to me. If you're 50 and still lost... You can't be my project. If you're a woman in your 50s and you meet a man that's 50 and he's still lost, how you going to help him find his way? He'd have 50 years to think of something. He ain't came up with a damn thing. But this is too much. Do you think it's time to give up on him? Is he going to change? Let me ask you a question. What's his oldest limit? What year did he get that? I'm telling you, I see him. And he got that little bitty brim straw hat. I'm stupid. Oh, dog, that's him with them little cheap-ass linen suits when that one pair of drivers. 
driving. And he be, he, when he be talking to you, he be jangling his car keys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I know, Steve, I know, I know him. <laughs> Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter. Harold Bonner. On Steve Harvey FM on Instagram. She married to Harold Bonner. <laughs> And check out the Strawberry Letter podcast on demand. Now, coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, what's up with all of these racist Karens? Okay, they're everywhere now. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So here's a question, guys. Steve, what is up with all these Karens? Okay, we had Central Park Karen. We, uh, you know, the bird-watching lady, mm-hmm. uh, the bird-watching incident. Karen in Phoenix at the gas station telling, telling a Native American woman to go back to Mexico. Karen in New York City bagel shop who recently coughed on another uh, because the lady demanded her to wear a mask during the pandemic, okay, which was a reasonable request. Then most recently, racist Karen in L.A. in the Valley, she took a hammer to bang up a neighbor's car and knock over her recycling bin and told them to go back to Mexico. But this racist Karen got checked by another neighbor who was sick of her and pushed her in the bushes. You remember that one? I saw that. I saw that. That was really good. Great. Great. Now, what happened for for the benefit of those who didn't see it? I saw it, but... Maybe, I'm sure maybe one or two people didn't see it. What happened, Steve? What happened, Tommy? What happened? <laughs> Go ahead, big dog. <laughs> no, it was just this white lady was banging up a car telling these people they need to go back to Mexico, hitting it with a hammer. Uh-huh. Now, the dude then ended up starting a GoFundMe page to get his car fixed. Right. Ain't nobody finna give you no money for that. <laughs> but somehow she winded up in the other people's yard after she knocked over the garbage can. Mm-hmm. And next thing, fast forward, uh-huh. this big sister had a handful of her hair, <laughs> had her bent down. Yeah. Obviously, the lady had a garden hose, was talking about wetting her up. Uh-huh. She told her, I ain't the one. <laughs> I ain't the one. Don't F with me, B. <laughs> B, you don't know who I am. I ain't the one. I would take that garden hose and push it. We got it. Okay, I'm just telling you what happened. Thank you for paying. It's on tape. I enjoy it. I'd watch it 67 times. (laughs) But but what's funny is she is enunciating every single word all the way through. She got so tired. But the white lady, the drunk, I mean, the evil white lady would not respond to her at all. She took that whole ass with me. (laughs) <laughs> well, if you say something, you stretch out an ass whooping on you. Yeah, it was, it was a good one, too. Now, let me tell you what I found out. Okay. What? Karen is a multicultural name. Yeah, they're black yeah, women named Karen. Yeah, we know, right. know that. It's a multicultural name, uh-huh. but it's really big in the African-American community. And the, and the word, my favorite T-shirt, this black dude said, don't let your president get your ass whooped. <laughs> <laughs> and right. that's what has started to happen. Coming up at the top of the hour, Junior is back from vacation, and uh, he's got some sports news for us. We'll do that at the top of the hour right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Junior's back from vacation. A lot of stuff went on while you were gone, Junior, but you got some sports information for us. Yeah, that's yeah. breaking. What you got? On vacation. I'm sorry. Well, I go on vacation. Uh-huh. Yeah, quickly. I went to my grandmother's yard. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? what did you do? That, yeah, that's where I went. I didn't go on vacation. I went to work. 
Oh. Okay. Yeah, I went to my grandmother's house in Houston, and uh, I had to uh, sod, mulch, pull weeds, plant flowers, oh, work. water grass, cut grass. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. All I find out about old people, though, is... When they find out you can work, they love it. Don't they love that? <laughs> oh, old They're people so love happy. somebody who can work. They make they start bragging to the neighbors and everything. Yeah, I got my grandson. I look at his back. It's strong, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look how well, he worked that back. wheelbarrow. Well, yeah. Junior, can you fix my fence? <laughs> yeah, all of that. Had you Man, we just got there work. Before that, Junior. Uh-uh, not like that. Not like what she oh. wanted me to do. Uh-uh. But, you know, it was a good bonding time for us. So, you know, it was just good. Oh, you know, good. I love her. I love you, Granny. Uh, but, sure, this ain't sports talk. This is something we heard okay. in sports. Okay. I can tell you that we ain't got nothing to watch right now, Shirley. <laughs> okay, so um, last thing I heard, I don't know what's going on, how it even happened, but mm-hmm. how the Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys, uh-huh. make the news in a pandemic is beyond me. What mm-hmm. happened? Mm-hmm. What's wrong now? Ezekiel Elliott then tested positive for the coronavirus, and so did some of the other Cowboy players. Now, what? I don't know when they got wow. it, okay. but a good start might be when uh, Dak and Zeke had the party. That dinner party. Oh, that dinner yeah. party. Yeah. They talking about it was only like 10 people there, but the table was set for 50. <laughs> yeah. We, Zeke, we ain't got Zeke for 10. That, yeah. Did he have that short shirt on he be wearing? <laughs> that crop Yeah. <laughs> Probably how he stu- got it. That's how you get cold right there. That yeah. right there. Got your stomach uh-huh. out. Yeah. It's yeah. Hot. I hope you're all right though. Yeah. Got I his stomach out and yeah, got, got been, you know, man, they they young guys, man. But did you hear about that uh that guy that developed COVID? He was very healthy. He was forty years old. He was in great shape. He was a choreographer. Oh uh-uh. yeah, and uh-uh. Yeah, he oh. developed COVID. Uh-huh. It got bad. He went to the hospital, went on a ventilator. It got really bad. They put him in a coma. He got a blood clot while he was in a coma. Wow. He a choreographer. Wake up. They done amputated his leg. You're talking about the Broadway guy. That's from Broadway. What? He's on Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. They figured that. He didn't. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Because he had a blood clot. Yeah. Yeah. They had to do this without his his consent. So they had to do this while he was down, while he was out. Hey, dog, he was in a coma. His wife had to uh, make that decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. It's a horrific thing to happen. And he was perfectly healthy before he was dancing. You know, man, so I'm telling y'all, yeah, this COVID thing is real, y'all. It's really real. You gotta wear your mask. You have, you to, have to put these masks on. I don't. Oh, Nick, every Cordero, that's his name. Nick yeah. Cordero. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very sad. Very man. sad story. Well, let me ask y'all about oh. this, but did y'all hear what Dwight Howard said? What did he say, Junior? Well, Dwight Howard is on this thing to where he doesn't believe that the NBA should come back this season because he didn't want to be a distraction to the movement that's going on with the Black Lives Matter and for equality and justice. I mean, well, how do you feel about. I mean, I understand what you're saying. You don't want to take the focus off. I get that part. I understand that part of it. Mm -hmm. I do. I mean, at first I didn't get what he was saying. Mm -hmm. But you listen to it, I understand what he said. He doesn't, he he wants something to happen and he don't want sports to be a distraction. Mm -hmm. But I'm just telling you right now, racism is not going to end because of this. Mm-hmm. We can get some policies in place because of this, yeah. but racism is yeah, a handle on it. Police reform, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. 
See, I'm not really sure about all this defunding police department that they're pushing for. Because, I mean, I want police. No, we need police. We got police. <laughs> Don't don't get this twisted now. That's crazy. Uh, We'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Thank you, Junior. Coming up at 20 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. It's so sad. It's like where we are in all of what's going on in the world right now. And it's like you can't turn on the TV um, without seeing this video of how they just slaughtered Rayshard Brooks in this Wendy's parking lot. And it's starting to affect me. I can't watch this anymore. This is horrible. Uh, His family had a news conference um, yesterday in Atlanta. Um, Very emotional. Beautiful, yeah, loving family. They really loved Rayshard. And they talked about what a a sweet, kind, loving person he was and what a great family man. And um, I also saw his um, uh, an interview with his former boss, and she mm-hmm. said oftentimes when things like this happen, they try to vilify, you know, someone like a Rayshard Brooks, the, the victim. The, the victim. Mm-hmm. They try to. Vil- mm-hmm. She said, "But I want you to know that what a good person he was. He mm-hmm. used to work for me, and he used to come to work every day early, leave mm-hmm. late, be the last yeah. one to leave." She Hard said he was so man. kind. Everyone when they heard it was Rayshard. Everyone was like, that's not our Rayshard, is it? She said he was so kind. When when he got his checks, he bought his furniture for his apartment. And his next-door neighbor across the hall was a single mother. He bought furniture for her because she couldn't afford it. She said that's the kind of person Rayshard Brooks giving. was. A giving, well. loving, yeah. kind person. That's, that's wonderful. You right. know? Wow. We're praying wow. for the Brooks family. Yes, we, yes, are. we are. Yes, and they're a close family. They mm. are just... Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back with more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Well, congratulations to Drake. He is leading the pack of nominations for this year's BET Awards with Megan The Stallion and Roddy Rich. Uh, Drake's six nods consist of Best Male Hip Hop Artist, Video of the Year, and multiple entries in the Best Collab and Viewer's Choice categories. Megan's up for the Best Female Hip Hop Artist, Best Collab Album of the Year, and Video of the Year. Savage. Yeah, Rich (laughs) is in the running for the Best Male Hip Hop Artist plus Best New Artist. It is BET's 40th birthday. Really? 40th years. 40 years. Okay. I'm I'm in the running for Coldest Player. (laughs) That's right, and And you you will win win that, yes. The show will air live on BET and BET Her, and check this out, guys. It'll be live on CBS, that's right, CBS, for the very first time ever. Ever, okay? It all goes down June 28th. It is hosted by Amanda Seals, okay? So, yeah, congratulations to her for the hosting gig and uh, CBS Live. On CBS? Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, That's different. Yeah. yeah, it's major. I mean, they run all the other awards on CBS. So why so not? They own them. Viacom. Well, it's yeah, Viacom. Exactly. It's Viacom. But they haven't been doing it in the past. I, I always thought. In 40 be- years. Yeah. Ooh, they're going to be on time this time. I tell you that. They gonna, <laughs> you ain't going to go long this time. Mm-mm. Are they going to be meeting in person? 10 o'clock, the news is on. Okay. I'm just <laughs> What'd you what, say, Junior? I said, are they going to be meeting in person? Are they going to be gathering? Are they gonna be, I, think it's, you know? I think it's a lot of virtual stuff. 
Well, uh, congratulations. And uh, in other news, a screenshot of an actual Craigslist ad saying, <laughs> this is so crazy, Steve, seeking excited and enthusiastic minority, that's in all caps, actors and actresses to hold signs, that's in quotations, at an event in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Began to make the rounds on social media. <laughs> it began to make the rounds on social media. Twitter users attempted to make the connection that the ad was hiring minorities to work as President Trump's uh, work at his rally. Which what is was, the background? Yeah, which was rescheduled yeah. for June 20th. With the hat on. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Remember, we would always say he was paid to be there, that one guy. Well, you know something. And then when they found that they did some research, found out who he was, you ain't mm-hmm. seen him since. Uh-uh. <laughs> You have not seen that guy, son, because he had a background, buddy. Woo! <laughs> Trump them distance themselves from him right away. Yeah. But listen to me. You know, look, they strategically place those people in the camera shots behind Trump every time. They mm-hmm. always manage to put three blacks behind him at every <laughs> Coming up, our last break of the day. It's the last break of the day. (laughs) And we'll have some poignant, I'm sure, closing remarks from the one and only Steve Harvey coming up at 49 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, here we are, our last break of the day on this Tuesday. Um, uh, The president is scheduled to sign uh, some legislation on police reform today, believe it or not. So we'll figure out what that's Yeah, but going it's to just be. about it's it's really not anything heavy. It's just about um, you know, better background checks, mm-hmm. making for who, uh, the officers? Yeah, making sure that reports are made known when he get complaints against him. That mm-hmm. ain't reforming nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. not police reform. Because Derek Chauvin in Minnesota had seventeen complaints against yeah. him and he was still yeah. working. Police reform happens when there are police consequences. Matter of fact, that's my closing remarks. Let's go. You know, everybody's trying to figure out a way to do this. I don't have it figured out by a long shot. I'm sure I don't. And I can appreciate Dwight Howard with the Lakers saying that he don't think that we should be playing basketball right now or sports because it'll distract from the message It'll draw attention. At first, I disagreed with him, but I understand where he's coming from. And I, th- I think that's a fair assessment. I really, really do. Because he, what he's saying is, while we got the momentum going, let's not change the momentum by giving people other things to do. So I can accept that. So I'm definitely not thinking that I have the answers to it all. But I do know one thing, and I wanted to share this with you. You know, I'm a sports fan. I watch football, basketball. Uh, I don't like watching baseball all the time till the playoffs, but I do. I watch all of the major sports, even watch soccer. There is a thing that most sports have incorporated, and it's called instant replay. And the reason that the sports had to have instant replay was because sometimes the call on the field would be argued so vehemently that they would go to instant replay. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know, like in football, 
uh, a wide receiver catches what everybody thinks is a touchdown, and then he goes across the goal line, and when he lands, the ball comes loose, and he loses control of it, and the tip of the ball hits the ground, but he still manages to nestle it. Well, that's no longer a touchdown. You go to instant replay to find out. In basketball, if a player steps out of bounds and you go to in, in go to instant replay, you can instantly see that the player is out of bounds. If you take a three-point shot, your foot cannot be touching that line. If your foot is on the line, they call off the three-point play. That's in sports. They went to instant replay. The police came out with an instant replay. It's called the body cam. But then we took it one step better, and the general public has instant replay. It's called a phone camera with video capability. And now for the first time, all of these plays that were up for question now have instant replay. And normally when you go to the officials up in the booth doing a play and they show it back to the people sitting at home and they slow it down where you can watch the action, you clearly can see whether to accept the call on the field or reverse the call. That's what keeps happening in the police department. We have these police who we are telling you is out of bounds. We have the video footage that says they are out of bounds. They crossed the line. And now we have the footage that shows it. But unlike sports, unlike sports, where it's clearly a violation, you are out of bounds. Clearly in sports, that's what it is. The call is reversed. But what happens to the instant replay of police officers. How is it time and time again that we can show you the police being out of bounds, stepping over the line? And when you see the damn video, your ass don't see out of bounds like we see out of bounds. What the hell video you watching? What play you trying to call? Because see, in the game we play and call life it's too easy for us to lose ours and you make the call that the police was justified. Them days done. We about sick of this mess now. Ain't no more patience from the from the from the host of family feud. Ain't no more, ain't no more Steve the black man. Sick of this mess, man. Sick of it. I understand them young protesters. I understand them. I understand when they get so mad that they want to burn something down. I understand it. I don't condone it. I don't want them to violate the law because once you break a law, that then opens up the floodgates for them to enforce the law. And we got too many examples of how they enforce the law. But I understand the anger, man. I understand it. So what I'm asking y'all to do, as I see what's starting to happen, when we go to instant replay, can y'all make the call same as we make the call? 
or does it have to happen to you in order for you to see what we see? Do they have to shoot your son down in the street before you see a murder just like we see? I don't want that to happen to you, but is that's what has to happen to get you to make the same call as us? That's why I like the change that I'm seeing now. And I want to thank the non-African Americans who are out there on the front line 21 days so far of protest. Keep it up, because they starting to hear something. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 